direct from Fort Meade, Maryland, this is Dinfos Live. Welcome back to another episode of Dinfos Live. I'm Major David J. Murphy, an instructor here at the Defense Information School, and I'll be your host for this month's episode. Every year, the Department of Defense honors the very best photojournalism, videography, graphic design, and writing produced by enlisted and civilian members of our armed forces with its annual Defense Media Awards. This awards program replaced the Thomas Jefferson Awards, the Visual Information Awards, and the VI Production Awards in 2016. In order to even compete at the DOD level, nominees need to have already won at the service level. So you know, these are the winners are the best of the best. To help celebrate the awards program and these winners' achievements, we've invited three of them from this year's competition onto the program. Please welcome Specialist Matthew McIntosh, Military Photographer of the Year, Roland Ballack, Civilian Writer of the Year, and Staff Sergeant Jordan Martin, DOD Communicator of the Year. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having us. Before we get to our guests, I just want to introduce our new social media monitor, Sergeant Angel Geraldes. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, sir. It's an honor. What are you working on here with the, the Defense Media Agency? So currently working on a, with the Army production team on a new YouTube content series, um, just kind of going on a day in the life of the soldiers uh, serving out there. And my specific project, we're going to be working on a day in the life of an Army doctor. Wow, that sounds really exciting. When should viewers be looking out for that? So the expected release date is July 27th as of right now, so we should be looking at that. And uh, we're very excited to, to, to drop it and get, you know, get, get it out to everybody to see. Nice, nice. Well, if you have any questions for our panelists, don't hesitate to leave them a chat in our Facebook or YouTube live streams. And Sergeant Geraldes might just read them on the air. All right, so let's get to introducing our panelists uh, panelists, why don't you go ahead and tell me a little about yourself, your background in our career field, and a piece of content that you produced that helped earn you your award. We'll start with uh, Staff Sergeant Martin. Yeah, uh, so I am stationed at Will Rogers Air National Guard Base, Guard Base in Oklahoma City uh, at the 137th Special Operations Wing. Uh, my military background, uh, I was actually active duty aircraft maintenance uh, before I cross-trained in 2017 uh, and joined the PA side of things um, and kind of made a transition to that new world. Um, and yeah, the, when it comes to the projects that I put together, I had a package for the communicator of the year that kind of encompassed multiple products that kind of needed to be able to uh, work in all different mediums, writing, photo, video. Um, my package kind of leaned a little bit heavier in video, um, but I was really proud of the work that I, I put out, um, you know, story stories that were more staged kind of, uh, you know, spoken word pieces, some things that were more packages that are typical that you might find, um, and just kind of a good variety of things so that way it kind of stood out a little bit. That's great. And uh, Mr. Balak? Mr. Balak, can you unmute yourself? Oh, you're still muted. Oh, we're having a little technical difficulties with... Uh, let's go to Specialist McIntosh. Hey, uh, good morning, everyone. I'm from Schofield Banks, Hawaii. Uh, my name is Specialist Matthew Nauta Tuimale Lifano McIntosh. Um, I'm born of Samoan and Scottish descent. 
I am an Army Public Affairs Mass Communication Specialist uh, here with the 28th Public Affairs Detachment. Okay, great. Uh, some of... No, please go on. Oh, uh, I submitted a total of 18 images uh, from a few events that I covered last year uh, to include the 2021 Best Ranger Competition in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, Exercise Talisman Saber 21 in Australia, and uh, a local capabilities exercise here in Hawaii. That's great. Was there any particular project that stuck out to you as one of being one of your favorites? Um, no project, um, but I will say my experience in Talisman Saber um, in Australia um, was a, an experience to remember. Absolutely. Uh, Staff Sergeant Martin, was there any particular project that stuck out at you from your, your vast work that you submitted uh, that was particularly notable? Yeah, uh, for me, the, the piece I put together with the help of uh, Lieutenant Rico Hilliard, um, who was a pilot who was deployed at the same time as me, who uh, he had kind of reached out to us uh, about his interest in the Tuskegee Airmen as a child and how that kind of inspired him to join the Air Force and become a pilot. And so I worked with him to kind of create a story, uh, a visual story that kind of showed uh, and let him tell his own kind of experience and what led him to that. Um, and we were able to kind of go out on a mission with him and, and, and kind of create a product that I think stood out, not just as a typical package or how, you know, why we do what we do type thing, but really was unique to him and his story. Um, and then coupled with some, with visuals, I think it really kind of uh, told his story in a unique way that maybe you don't expect to get coming out of a deployed environment. So I was really proud of that work. That's great. Well, let's check back in with Mr. Bach. Is he able to talk to us? Okay, not hearing anything. Uh, let's go on with talk about what you think set your work apart uh, that helped garner the attention of the judges and ultimately uh, win you the, the award that you, you garnered. Uh, so you can talk about what, what set your work apart. Yeah, uh, in my case, uh, I think you know, we were, I was able to really kind of focus in on the people that I was speaking to and create unique stories for them or work with them to tell their unique story, uh, but also um, kind of find a, a, a balance of visuals with, um, you know, uh, good storytelling, uh, you know, whatever aspects that make, make that up. Um, in my case, with a package that had to be all different products, I tried to be as well-rounded as I possibly could when submitting. Um, you know, and find products that uh, that showcased different skill sets um, were not wholly uh, similar um, and just try to have some things that stood out on their own in, each, in unique ways individually. And I think that helped with a uh, uh, when it comes to creating a package for this type of award. That's great. Specialist Macintosh, how about you? Uh, I believe it was a shot variety, um, not only in terms of shot type, but also in terms of uh, color and the representation of the different branches. Uh, I was fortunate enough to capture images of um, not only the U.S. soldiers, um, but the Marines, the airmen, along with our partner nations troops like the Australian Defense Force and the British Royal Marines um, in different types of lighting environments. I submitted photos from uh, Australia's Golden Hour, which is absolutely beautiful. I've also submitted brighter photos of soldiers in the beating sun and also included a couple of dramatic uh, dark background images in the portfolio. So I think that being able to show the, you know, the judges that you're capable of uh, capturing great images in different uh, environments, it showcases your versatility. So I think that's what uh, set me apart. Yeah, so ultimately image variety is kind of what helped you stand out. 
That's great. That's great. During the production of this content you created, was there any point where you thinking like, wow, this is, this is something really good. I could have potentially something on my hands that might actually win an award. Um, I, you know, I was deployed with most of the content that I created for the package. And, and so at the time you're not thinking about, you know, wars per se, um, but you are kind of appreciating the content and have some pride in what you're doing. Um, you realize that it, it stands out a little bit. Um, but as soon as you, you know, you don't have time to think about it for too long because you got to move on to the next thing and find the next story. Um, it wasn't until kind of putting the package together and, and, and then feeling confident that I had something uh, worth submitting. Um, at that point, you know, I was, I was, I was proud, you know, still proud and excited to see if it had a chance. Um, but yeah, in the moment, you're just you're just thinking about creating a really good story and and telling their story and getting commander's intent out there and then just moving on to the next thing. I'm going to have to agree uh, with Staff Sergeant Martin there. I uh, wasn't thinking about the words at all. Um, actually, initially, I didn't think my photos. Um, I thought my photos were good, but I, it didn't take I didn't think too much of them until um, I got the confidence and the faith from one of my NCOs. Uh, Staff Sergeant Tyrell Clement. Um, it took him believing in me to give me the confidence uh, I needed to submit. So, absolutely, no. It's great to have those mentors out there. Absolutely. How did you come across your award-winning stories and subjects? Were they assigned to you, or did you go out and find them yourself? Um, in my case, it was a mixture of both. You know, we uh, some of the products were stuff that. Uh, like in the case of the Created to Be video with Lieutenant Hilliard, he reached out to us and told us his story and said it, he thought maybe it might be interesting to us. Uh, and it became kind of a personal project. But the uh, other subject matters, like the Metals Tech video that I submitted, um, you know, that one was me at a grip and grin at their unit. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then reaching out and meeting this, this guy and, and really being interested in his story and the, and the stuff that he was doing. Um, and so I kind of came up, you know, I asked him if it was okay if I came in and, and filmed him for the day, you know, and then it's, other things are just mission. You're especially in a deployed location, you're out there covering operations and, and sometimes you get really good stories out of a, a normal operation um, and you can capitalize on those moments. It isn't just a, a requirement, to, you know, it is a requirement to be there, but it isn't just, uh, you know, you don't think about that while you're out there you're trying to create something that can stand on its own, even when it's a requirement. I agree. I think it was a mixture of both. Um, I'm blessed to have such an amazing leadership above me. Um, you know, although I am assigned to every event uh, that I take photos of, I think my leadership interests me and the other soldiers that um, I work with, with that creative liberty to just kind of go go about and capture those images ourselves. Um, yeah, they provide us with a location, you know, a time, and uh, even points of contact sometimes, but they give us pretty much free range to get as creative as uh, we want to, as long as we meet the commander's intent. No, that's great to hear. Great to hear. All right, let's check in with Mr. Balak one more time, see if he can hear us now. Or if we can hear him. No, not hearing anything, sir. Ah, all right, we tried. What? How about now? Ah, we got you. All right, woo! That's great. Hey, okay. Finally. So, Mr. Bauck, just answer all the questions I asked every... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just tell us about yourself, your career, and the, uh, the, the award-winning work that you produce, and then we'll get you back into the, the questions we are asking our, our other panelists. Sure. Uh, right now, uh, my job title is a photographer here at the 436th 
for left-wing public affairs. Uh, I'm a retired master sergeant uh, with uh, serving a little over 22 years. Uh, first 19 were uh, aircraft maintenance on the C-5 Galaxy, and the last two years was first sergeant duties. Uh, right now, I the only formal training I have in public affairs is going to DINFOS and taking a basic uh, public affairs uh, specialty course, specialist course, and uh, just learning from uh, everybody that's come through my office in the last uh, 10 years. That's great. And what was, what was kind of the most impactful work that you submitted uh, that you created as part of your award-winning package? Yeah, out of the five uh, stories that I submitted uh, for my package, uh, I did a story on Operation Allies Refuge, and the title of the story was Reach 806, uh, A Shot in the Dark. And it was about a third airlift squadron C-17 crew that uh, went on a mission in the early stages of that operation, and they... Uh, Events kind of started turning sideways, but they managed to get through it. And uh, I just wanted to tell their story and uh, get them to tell me everything about that mission and what it meant to them. Right, absolutely. Well, you know, it's rare that we work alone, right? When Obviously, when we're out there, we're actually producing and we're creating content, you're alone with the camera. But typically, though, there's a support system in place. So I want to know from you, how important was your command support and being able to cover these stories? No, it's uh, it's immensely important. You know, uh, it, it takes a little bit of trust for or a lot of trust from your supervision to go out there and tell unique stories and maybe push the limits of what the standard is. Um, and so it takes a level. It's kind of a back and forth. You have to earn their trust that you're capable of creating the content that uh, is required and, and fits the commander's intent. Um, but once you establish that trust, uh, you know, you can go out and make some really interesting stuff. Uh, but sometimes you push the limits and you have to have that support. You have to have that trust from from your supervision to go out, go to bat for you and 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 kind of uh, lead by example. Um, and so having I've been really lucky with all the content that I put out, you know, over my deployment. You know, I had a I had a major major luck out there who really supported me and really enabled me to uh, feel confident and feel like I could go out there and create the stories that I wanted to and that it would still, you know, find find a way to work in, in the storytelling aspect when it came to our com commander's intent. So it's super important. Mr. Ballack? Mr. Ballack, Specialist McIntosh, how about you? I'm going to have to agree with uh, Staff Sergeant Martin. I think our command support is very important. I think it was very essential to um, my success uh, personally. You know, though they help with organizing transportation, providing, uh, you know, points of contact, making schedules and whatnot, um, I do think they help most by communicating the importance of uh, public affairs to the leadership, you know, of the units we provide support to. You know, when you have a first sergeant or, you know, any high ranking um, individual individual advocating for why, you know, their soldier needs a a spot on the bird or why their soldier needs to be on the range doing a live fire, it not only gives the soldier the confidence he needs to do his job, but it also creates awareness of why public affairs is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Ballack?
I, I believe that, you know, having the support of the wing commander on down and everybody in, in my office uh, has been extremely helpful uh, trying to get stories that I've written uh, tweaked or looked at reviewed before they go live on the web or in print here. Uh, it's just uh, trying to get uh, a good sense uh, and trust between everybody, uh, especially the wing commander, uh, that uh, public affairs is not out to make anybody look bad, but just to uh, get the story and recognize okay great and with that let's go to our social media sergeant Geraldes. what questions do we have for our panelists okay so this question is for specialist mcintosh what are some ways to approach a story or event as a as a photographer that helps you uh make your work stand out okay great question specialist mcintosh I think uh, if that event was, um, if that event took place before, you know, say for example, a change, a change of command ceremony, right? I say I've never done a change of command ceremony. I will go on to divots. You know, there's a lot of great public affairs uh, specialists out there. There's a lot of great photographers out there. So uh, often I would like to go to a certain event and just, you know, just search up, see how other photographers approach it in the past. Um, if I see a photo I like, honestly, I would download it, uh, open it up in Bridge, look at their settings, and kind of get behind uh, the mind of that photographer. Try to think of the why. Why did he approach it this way? Why did he get so low? Why was his aperture, you know, this way? So I think uh, just going back and like learning from all the photographers that uh, uh, that already tackled that event, I think that's how I approach things, honestly. Any other questions? Yep. And then we got one that can go for both uh, Mr. Ballack and Staff Sergeant Blankenship. Um, so the question is, how would you advise people on becoming stronger writers? Stronger writers. Start with Mr. Ballack. Uh, I think uh, for me and, and all those writers out there is try to uh, capture a a good story that you're interested in, or even if you're not interested in, uh, learn from that experience and meeting people. Let them tell their story and just uh, uh, try to capture the, the uh, tell you during the interview. Yeah. Um, personally, I like going into their office uh, or work setting uh, rather than have them come to me and sit in my cubicle and, and uh, tell me their story. Right. Uh, my uh, Beach 806 story, uh, interviewing one of the pilots on, on that crew, uh, really came up with a good uh, quote. And I think that's what made that story very positive. And if I may, I'd like to read you that quote. And I think everybody out there especially the writers can uh, relate to this. Uh, the pilot said, on our way in that night, and they were going to Kabul, uh, our crew discussed the magnitude being asked to, we discussed the two most important days in our career, the day that you raise your hand and volunteer to serve, and the day that you find out why. 
went on to say, tonight is going to be one of those whys when you look back at your and being prior military, uh, I had one of those uh, experiences um, after you know doing the interview two weeks later, uh, it kind of hit home. Uh, I reflected upon on my time and one of the the whys that uh, I, I answered. Yeah. And uh, Cesar Martin, any thoughts on writing? You're muted. Apologies, apologies. Yeah, no, definitely in, you know, in the case of this package that I submitted, writing is is part of it. Um, I will say I think that writing is my my weakest point, you know, weakest trait when it comes to this package, but I've had a lot of really good mentorship, you know, from my supervisors, my other airmen in my shops who are, you know, stronger writers than me, and they've all been great uh, uh, resources, you know, um, because writing, if you're if you're more of a visual person like myself, writing can be super intimidating, um, you know, but if you kind of lean on those other people to kind of critique your work, to help you through that process, it can become way less terrifying. Um, and so I've been really lucky with, with the people that I work with who have been able to kind of guide me through that process and, and, and help me strengthen my abilities as a writer so that I can even have a chance at a package like this. So. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, winning must have been a monumental moment in all your lives when you found out. So what I want you to do is I want you to take me back to that moment when you found out that you won. How did you find out, first of all, and, and how did it feel? Also, if you'd won anything in the past, how did this compare to that? Um, yeah, I definitely, you know, in my case, I'm a civilian during my day job as a traditional guardsman. So I found out while I was on set, I got a call from my supervisor. Um, and so I had to kind of, it was one of those moments where you're, you're super excited and you're, you know, you, you have to kind of hold it in though, because you have to go right back to work. So it was kind of like a muted response where I had to kind of keep the excitement down um, and then get back to work. And then, you know, I could celebrate a little bit later. Um, but, you know, this was a big one for me. And, you know, I've, I've won uh, military videographer of the year last year for the guard stamp from the guard side of things, you know, and, and to me, that was always the pinnacle of, of awards because as a guardsman, you don't often think that you have a chance with the amount of quality, quantity of content that you can put out as a traditionalist. Um, usually active duty folks get more opportunities to do that, to, to do stuff every single day of the week. Um, but as a guardsman, I got lucky and I was deployed this year. And so I was able to kind of put out the amount of content needed to be able to pull stuff that I felt confident had a chance. Um, you know, so for me, it was super exciting. It was, it's cool to kind of represent the guard, not only my unit, but also the guard as a whole that we can create content that can stack up to the active duty folks. How about you, Mr. Bach? And, uh, when the wing commander and his entourage come down to the office, uh, and start talking about uh, awards that other people within my office had won. Uh, and then when he says, finally, um, I, kn I knew that something big was going to happen. And sure enough, uh, he told me that I, I won. Um, it was the second time in my PA career that I won. I won back in 2006, but this one meant a little bit more because I I thought the 2016 award was uh, by luck, but now that uh, I've been in the 
with PA for, you know, 10 years. And, and that I had talent and the training to produce uh, quality work. That's great. Specialist Macintosh? Uh, the moment was uh, was very surreal. Uh, I was in the multiple just doing some paperwork. Um, not really sure what the, the task was, but I just remember my phone blowing up with a, a lot of different notifications, not only from my leadership, uh, but from a lot of my friends from the schoolhouse, from Denfos. And um, I just, man, I just couldn't believe it. Honestly, I was, I was overwhelmed. Um, you know, I was just extremely grateful, extremely humbled um, that I was even considered um, to be one of the finalists. And then I think I, I immediately called my father and I just kind of broke down. You know, it felt good to be, uh, be seen um, for your efforts to be validated, you know? So yeah, I was extremely happy. That's great, that's great. You know, obviously Dinfos does a great job of preparing its graduates with the tools it needs to succeed. And obviously you'll do many, many different types of shoots during your work at your units. But was there any outside education that you received or any work you did outside of the standard duty day that helped you hone your skills and ultimately win these awards? You know, I can say in my case, being a traditional guardsman, I was lucky enough after transitioning from active duty to go back to college, uh, you know, and I went to film school. So, uh, you know, I was able to really study the craft of filmmaking, study the, the aesthetic, the art, the theory, um, and get a lot of production experience, you know, on sets, uh, that, on productions that aren't your typical uh, Air Force or DOD production. Uh, and I think it really helped me when the time came for me to deploy because I was able to kind of apply those skill sets that I had learned in the classroom um, and, and on a normal civilian set to to a deployed location. Um, and, you know, it helped me build my eye uh, as a as a as a, you know, as a photographer, as a videographer and as a storyteller. So I think I got lucky with that. I think it's a you know, it's one of the greatest things about being in the guard is that you get to you get to live in two different worlds. And, and it's awesome when they get to accentuate each other. Um, I have no uh, training in, in public affairs or, or, or the writing career field. Uh, in fact, uh, in junior high, high school, uh, English was one of my least favorite subjects. So once I got into public affairs, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Dinfos and uh, learned everything about writing. Uh, but that's that's about it uh, on the photography side. I've had more experience on that. But as far as being named, you know, civilian writer of the year, uh, just my Denfos training and all the great instructors that I had over there uh, taught me how to write. And uh, luckily, I've been lucky enough to win some awards. Yeah, exactly, twice now. Specialist McIntosh? I think, uh, other than Denfos, uh, I didn't have any additional training unless you uh, unless you count YouTube. Um, <laughs> me and my family have a joke. We call it YouTube University. Yeah. And uh, so I think other than that, um, I don't have any like formal training. Um, but just growing up, I always had a camera uh, near me, whether it's uh, relatives or the churches. Um, I just always had it with me. So it was a natural fit to come into public affairs in the 
on the Army side of things. That's great. That's great. Is there anyone inside the career field, either inside or outside the military, who personally inspires you to succeed or that you personally look up to? Yeah, definitely. You know, I got the privilege when I uh, deployed to work with active duty PA folks, and um, that was something I hadn't experienced before as a guardsman. Um, and I got lucky to work with a uh, now tech sergeant, uh, Kayla White, who was uh, extremely uh, inspirational as a as a PA person. Uh, you know, and, and when she went out and did stories, she kind of really uh, had a, a next level of compassion for her subjects and an understanding of, you know, their trepidations, their fears and being in front of a camera or being interviewed. Um, and so, you know, I was really able to kind of study her process and learn from her um, and kind of try to, uh, you know, apply that to my own work uh, and, and have a next level of, of compassion because when we put a camera in front of these people, you know, and tell their story, they 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 might be fearful. They may have had a bad PA experience in the past, or they um, are not sure if they, they think we won't look make them look good. But you know, you know, our goal is to always you know tell their story as authentically as possible, and and it's never a goal to make them look bad. Um, and it takes a little bit of trust building. Um, and so when I worked with her, I really got to understand that skill set and how important it is as a PA storyteller to, to build that trust and have compassion for your subject matter. For me, uh, you know, my father's been uh, my uh, my mentor and, and uh, I, you know, wanted to make him proud with my writing skills. And uh, I, I know that he is. But also, uh, if there's like one person on the uh, military PA side that uh, I would name, because there's so many that I've come across over you know the 10 years, 11 years that I've been writing, uh, I would have to say it was my one of the public affairs officer in my shop at the time was he's now retired, uh, Major Tony Richardson. He saw something in me that. Uh, and offered me the opportunity to go to Dinfos and, and learn a, a new skill. Um, so I, I would say he, uh, my career as a writer and winning these awards. I think someone who um, immediately pops into my head um, in terms of uh, the public affairs um, inspiration is currently Staff Sergeant Tybell Clement. Um, he actually won the Army Communicator of the Year, and he's just been, man, he's just been an inspiration in every way. I think he brings this lightheartedness uh, to our career field without sacrificing uh, professionalism. Uh, you know, not only does he, what do you call it, excel in the public affairs aspect, but even in the soldier things, and PT, he's there encouraging you. Hey, run a little bit faster, Mac. You know, you got this, Mac. Um, believing in me when it came to um, the submitting for the photography of the year, uh, photographer of the year. He's been calling me that uh, before I even submitted. So I think someone like that, uh, an NCO like that, um, is, is really good to have in your corner. And I just want to thank him. That's great. That's great to have that level of encouragement for sure. Uh, let's go back to social media. Sarn Geraldes, what do we got? All right. So the question is, we, so we talked about your mentorship, um, your mentors. Now, 
what is the lessons that you want to pass on? What lessons do you all want to pass on? Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a tough one. But, uh, you know, definitely, uh, I think there's a level of you need to care about the job that we're doing and realize the impact that we have as storytellers. Um, you know, I think it's easy to, to maybe get into a shop and, and do the bare minimum or, or get by and, 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 you know, clock in, clock out. Um, but I think in PA that it's a different, it should be a different mentality. We're doing something really special. Uh, we get to tell stories. We get to shape, you know, history essentially for the military and for the members of our units. Um, and so uh, the have that compassion and, and really care about your, the work you do. It, it may be tough to, to continue studying the craft beyond clocking out, but I think it's really important to, to study the art form, study other people doing it on a civilian side and a military side, and really try to strengthen your skill sets as a storyteller. Um, and sometimes, like I said, it, it goes beyond uh, your day, your, your shift. Uh, you know, you really need to kind of study this craft um, and build skill sets that go beyond the, the basic minimum. And I think it'll really kind of step up the quality of your work once you do so. This is probably one of the most difficult questions uh, that I've been asked, but I, in preparation for this, I, I came up with a, a, a list of things that I keep in my mind at all times. And one of them is get out of the office and look for stories or photo opportunities. Uh, it, it, it'll open up your doors uh, to real, really good, interesting stories and meet great people. Um, Take assignments that are out of your comfort zone. Uh, being an aircraft maintainer, I could go out on the flight line every day and write something about aircraft maintenance, but uh, you need to go out and, and you know do other stories other than what's uh, in your comfort zone. Um, also, some of these uh, photo assignments I've had, uh, grip and grins or uh, promotion ceremony, uh, photo assignments. Um, seemed like I always bump into somebody that, that has something to say and it turns out to be a, a great lead for a story. Um, let's see what are the other ones uh, that I have. Uh, having the ability as a photographer, having the ability to take photos and putting those photos with my story has really uh, helped me uh, capture the emotion or the key points of uh, writing a story. Um, having a good relationship and trust within your editing chain uh, helps uh, narrow down the, the key points and any errors uh, grammatically or, or technically you know, check for flow and all that. Uh, that is also very important to me. So uh, I've been lucky in the last, you know, five years or so to have a great team that uh, support me in those aspects. Um, listen to what the interviewer say, saying, uh, the person you're interviewing has to say. Uh, I like listening, standing back and, and just let them, uh, tell their story. And sometimes uh, they need a little coaxing, but uh, to get them started. But once they're on a roll 
it, it, it's just amazing what what you can capture uh, and come up with some great quotes and some content. Uh, for me also, uh, if I know I'm going to do a story that is very uh, technical, I'll do some research prior to doing the interview or actually going on location uh, to take photos or some, something like that that uh, tells a story. So those things have worked for me. Um, I know there's always room for improvement and uh, I'll probably be adding more to the list or narrowing it down some more. So, uh, you know, good luck to all the writers out there who are considering, you know, going up for uh, an awards package. I uh, hope 2022 is your year um, and good luck. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with um, both of the panelists. Um, I think Stat Sergeant Martin says something um, that, I've, that I hold very dear. You got to have a certain amount of uh, passion uh, for this craft. You know, you got to love it on days where it doesn't seem so lovable, um, which brings me to, I guess, my point is to not be so complacent. You know, I feel like, you know, a lot of times when we keep doing these mundane um, tasks or what seems mundane, you know, for example, things like change the command ceremonies or grips and gri uh, grip and grins, right? Um, you've seen it a dozen times. We take photos of it a dozen times, but what do you call instead of thinking, oh, it's going to be the same shots, you know, why don't you get um, lower than you did before? Why don't you get closer than you did before? Climb the tree to get a shot. I've done that a couple of times. I probably look silly doing it, but I got uh, images from different perspectives, you know. I think that's one thing I will say is like change it up. You know, it doesn't have to be boring just because of how other people's approach um, that event in the past, you know. So what do you call And that that kind of ties back into that passion aspect of it. Um, if you really love your job, you, you go find a shot, you know. And what do you call the work you put in after hours? You know, I, I know I, I made a joke calling it YouTube University, but I'm on YouTube learning different things all the time, looking at different tutorials, uh, how to, what do you call it, be a, a true subject matter expert in your in your art. So I think that's uh, I think that's the advice I would give, honestly. Yeah, no, I love YouTube. I actually learned a new skill last night watching YouTube because I needed to do something in the, the video editing program. And I do also want to say that I think it's interesting, Staff Sergeant Martin, that you said you were an aircraft maintainer. And I know in our previous conversations, Mr. Balak, you said you were also an aircraft maintainer. So there you go. If you've got anybody watching the program who's an aircraft maintainer who's interested in our career field, send this video. See that you can become an award winner. Um, but I know we have another question from social media, so hit me. Yeah, so this question here is from, uh, from Effie Snyder. Um, and the question is, what do you hope to see next in your PA military career? Um, like, what is your next goal after winning these awards? Okay, what's next? What's for the future? Oh, uh, you know, for me, it's just to continue uh, finding unique stories and to try to, you know, develop my skill set as a, as a photographer or videographer, also develop my writing skills if I can. You know, I, I, that was definitely the, I've always felt like it was my weakest skill set. So, you know, try to make myself even more well-rounded um, and then just, you know, find that balance of, uh, as a guardsman between civilian and traditional um, and, and continue creating content that can stand out and, and as a, you know, keep up with all you guys, all you got active duty guys and, and try to stand, stand, uh, stand alone. Now for me, I think uh, the next step in, in my PA career is I'd, I'd like to 
learn how to do video. Uh, okay. I've got the photography and the writing portion down, but uh, interesting uh, videos is probably going to be my focus for the next years. Uh, I like to get that skill down to to an art like uh, my panelists uh, have done and uh, see what happens. Okay, great. Specialist Macintosh? I think um, one of my goals right now is to be a military uh, communicator of the year. Um, oh, like you said, so you what do you call it? Just, uh, just to be recognized, um, not only for photography, but for all aspects of our career field. I think that would be the ultimate goal of mine. Yeah, there you go. That's great. Let's go ahead and move on to our next question. Uh, obviously, you know, the Defense Media Awards is a great program. Uh, DINFOS is a great institution. But have you all tried to compete outside of uh, the DOD award systems? Have you tried competing any civilian awards? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm lucky as a guardsman that, you know, I, I'm doing this stuff kind of as a civilian. And um, there's a little bit more opportunities for me to kind of uh, push some of my work out there. So I've competed in film festivals and, uh, you know, across the state and across uh, the country. Um, and then I've uh, been able to get a few awards on a national level for a few different filmmaking institutions um, that I'm really proud of. Um, but a lot of those uh, institutions and awards and programs are available to the active duty side. You don't have to just be a traditionalist to, you know, or a guardsman working in a civilian side to access them. You know, there's there's so many different organizations that when they find out that you're, you're military or DOD and you're creating content um, for the Department of Defense, it's super exciting for them because it's such a unique, uh, I think, uh, avenue and unique world. And you can really reach out to those programs and submit your own content. And you, know, you said YouTube University, there's so much you can make that you can study and study the form and create content that isn't just military related um, and use that skill set that you're developing and, and, and meet other people out there that are doing the same thing. I think it just makes you a stronger storyteller as a whole and it's going to be great for the military. As a writer, I haven't competed uh, outside the DOD, but as a, a photographer back in 2009, I competed in the, the Maryland, Delaware, DC Press Association contest for uh, editorial content and placed second uh, in a photo series, uh, Division F non-dailies under 10,000 uh, in circulation here for the base newspaper. And that's my only uh, award uh, that I've uh, won outside the DOD. Um, I have been competed in other competitions uh, regards to photography, but um, I will say that um, our team uh, is actually submitting for an Emmy at the moment. Uh, the film is titled Pamana, Filipino-American Soldiers, Stories of Heritage. And you can actually find it on Divots right now. I just kind of want to shout out uh, PFC Kai Rodriguez and uh, specialist, specialist Darby Colson, uh, what do you call it? We was all able to, um, unfortunately enough, to tell the story of three uh, Filipino-American soldiers uh, that we came into contact with uh, during exercise Salak Nib in the Philippines. So um, other than the other than the Keith L. Ware and the DOD, um, that's the only competition I ever uh, competed for. Okay, great. What would you tell the military communicator uh, who is perhaps hesitant to enter the competition 
because they don't feel their work is up to snuff. Would you still tell them to, to try and compete? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, it's, it's you, you obviously you're going to be your own, own, own harshest critic, you know, when you're looking at your work and you, you don't think you have a shot. You know, I was, it was, my, I did the exact same thing with, with, with this award. You know, I, I looked at all the active duty side and all the great content they were creating. And, you know, my first thought was that there's just no chance. There's no chance that I could keep up with active duty. They're doing this every day, day in, day out. They have so much more access. I didn't, you know, it, it, you hesitate a little bit, but if you're putting the work in and you're creating stuff and, and you really care about the work that you do, like that, there's going to, it's going to show in the work that you create, you know, and so you should put yourself out there, uh, you know, and, and reach out to your mentors, reach out to your other fellow service members and, and get critiques from them and find out what they're doing and, and what they think. And, and I think you'll put together a really solid package. Um, you know, and, and just just go for it. You know, I don't think you don't it doesn't hurt you either way. And I think maybe losing uh, can be tough. But if anything, you get to see everybody else's work and figure out what works and, and maybe and then compete the next year. You know, if you're going to put a long career in the military, you've got plenty of time to to learn and get yourself to where you want to be. So I definitely think it's worth submitting and, and, and you should, you know, uh, get past that initial fear. Uh, it'll be worth it in the end. If for me, uh, I would say submit your your work, uh, whether it's photography or writing, you know, video, because uh, the only way you're going to find out where you stand among your peers is to see if if you, your work is good enough to be recognized. And there's been years where you know I've submitted stuff and didn't win anything, and some years were were very uh, plentiful as far as uh, winning awards, but uh, you need to take the the, the time uh, and find someone that you can pick their brain on um, how you're doing as far as your your work. Uh, just latch onto that person, absorb all their knowledge, uh, read uh, about the subject, uh, just learn as much as you can. I absolutely agree. Um, I think you should go for it. Um, just to speak from a personal experience, I honestly didn't think too much um, of the photos. I thought they were great. You know, I thought I, I thought I just did my job. Um, it took, when I say it took the the, the faith from my leadership, um, specifically as that side of Tyler climate, um, that really pushed me to to go for it. And you never know. You know, you know. I think. Uh, yeah, I just think you should go for it. Well, in the words of Shakira, try everything. Did any of you have any mentors that helped look over your work before you submitted them for competition? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, in in my shop, we're a small little guard unit. There's sometimes between two and four people only in our shop. You know, um, but what we make, what we lack in size, we make up in quality because everybody in my shop is uh, either has their degree in journalism and in, in media and 
you know, media relations, um, and they all kind of complement each other. And so, you know, I've had whether it be my senior NCO uh, Andrew Lamro, or chief, soon to be Chief Lamro, uh, my NCO IC uh, Tech Sergeant Waltemeyer, You know, they are already award winners themselves, and they are already super talented on a civilian side and a military side. Um, and so I could, I feel confident any day I go to them to give me give them my work and say what do you think about it and they're going to give me honest feedback they're going to give me um, you know constructive feedback on what I can do to make it better um, and and they have the the you know the the background and the 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 awards themselves to to where I can trust them and say they know what they're talking about and I can uh, make the changes I need to and, and adapt and learn from them. So they've been great mentors in, in getting me where I am today. At the moment, uh, I have two people in my editing chain and in the office that uh, have uh, reviewed my work and gave me su suggestions and those those two are uh, Senior Master and Alex Griffin and Master and Chuck Broadway. Uh, they've added uh, their input to my stories and gave me the motivation to um, go out and get a good story and make it better and just to have fun with it. And uh, if I keep doing that and they keep, you know, pushing me, uh, I'm, I'm sure that I'll have uh, a good package for 2022. But, uh, those those two uh, recently have just helped me tremendously, and I I owe them, you know, part of this award. In fact, my whole PA team, uh, I, I this this is for them. Uh, I was just lucky enough to, you know, go out and get the the story or the photo or or, or both, you know, and and capitalize on it. I think uh, anyone who has worked with me before. Uh, knows how indecisive I can be when it comes to uh, selecting those uh, photo selects for new batches, right? I don't want to say goodbye to any photos, but I think um, certain leaders like uh, Sergeant First Class, uh, Daniel Carter, and uh, Staff Sergeant Effie Mayhew um, at the 28th pad with me, uh, they, they they helped me select um, my photos. What do you call it? They tell me what's good, what's bad, and they're clear. I think I, I, think I need that, uh, that guidance from them, so. Whenever I need somebody to look over my photos, um, I go to them. And I also go to um, all the other soldiers at the pad. We're, we're a small unit, not as small as uh, Staff Sergeant Martins with three, but um, I do I, I do lean on everyone else's eyes, you know, a different perspective, uh, regardless of their rank, to kind of help me, um, just to kind of help me select those photos. That's great. That's great. Well, gentlemen, our time is coming to an end. So last final question. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, I would just tell everyone who's thinking about, a, you know, putting their awards package in to really, you know, uh, care about the work you're doing. Go outside of out of the wire, go outside of what your job is and explore the subject matter, learn about it, study it you know, and, and make this part of, of your of your being, you know, it's it's so 
what we can do as as PA storytellers is really uh, profound. It makes an impact. It, it it clearly it can you know move move the dial, and and you have the ability no matter what your rank is. I think PA special about that. The, from the lowest rank to the highest rank, you can have an impact, um, and and create something that really showcases the amazing work that our service members are doing, um, and kind of humanize them. You know and and, and tell their authentic story. So just keep doing it, keep studying, keep reaching out for mentors, um, you know, and, and, and pick their brains and, and find people like the people on this panel to, to learn from because uh, there's so many great storytellers out there. Um, and I think you're going to be really happy that you did and you're going to be, you know, maybe one day on this panel talking and, and, and telling people about your story. I couldn't agree more uh, with he just said. Uh, my only thing that I'd like to add to that is go out, get out of the office and go look for that photo or story that uh, you want to tell and just have fun with it. Uh, it's, you know, it's not strictly an eight to four job, but sometimes you have to make sacrifices and and change your work habits a little bit to uh, get that story or photo. It's uh, it's truly rewarding when when you see your your name uh, on the uh, winners list. Uh, and the only way to find out how rewarding it is is do the work, have fun. Uh, I absolutely agree. Uh, I know it's cliche. I know it sounds corny. I'm probably messing up this quote, but it's some. It goes something like, "Success comes when." Um, opportunity means preparation right so just like everything we stated before just kind of prepare yourself because you never know when that opportunity arises you don't know how long that window of opportunity is so we call it take advantage of every single shoot um yeah and just constantly want to improve constantly strive to get better Absolutely. And hopefully all of you listening will strive to get better and you'll be on our program uh, next year. Of course with Mr. Balak, I'm sure he'll be back, right? Gotta get that third time, right? Triple crown. Three Pete. All right. Well, thank you all so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to participate in our show. We really appreciate it. And we hope you will join us next month on July 27th as we actually take Dinfos Live on the road to Joint Base and Acostia Bowling. We really mean it this time. Also, don't forget that Dinfos Live is also a podcast and you can download it on your podcatcher of choice. Just search for Dinfos Live. Well, that's it for our show this month. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you all next month.